Hello, rockers and Mercuryans. Rock Mercury here. Welcome to the Rock Mercury podcast. Pancake day, pancake and vegan bacon, benevolent bacon, and pumpkin pancakes. It's almost like it's fall again, but it's technically winter or whatever. I don't know. Who knows what it is? Just thankful to be alive. Um, we're having some coffee. A nice little coffee moment. I should have put some ice in here, so it's like an iced coffee moment, but it's like more like room temperature coffee moment. Let's see how it tastes. It's like Khalifa, Khalifa creamer. My sister made some extra coffee, so I'm like, let me just drink it so it doesn't go to waste. Mmm, you know coffee's expensive, and this is very good. Oh my goodness. Very tasty. Wow. Okay. Um, for the pumpkin pancakes, I'm gonna throw some cinnamon. A little dust. A little dust of cinnamon, darling. A little dust of cinnamon. Let's dust her. Dust of cinnamon. All right. Just, oh, oh, ma! That was too much cinnamon. Oh my gosh, that top one's gonna get so much cinnamonation. Um, hello, Colin Hamvong. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate all the follows and I really appreciate all the likes. So go ahead and like, 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 the like, like, the like the video. If you love pancakes, if you don't love pancakes, like the video even more so that we can see who is the winner. Like, do people love pancakes or not? So we have to just keep liking and I'll know the difference. I'll know which like is which like. So just like, 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 like the video so we can get to thousands of likes. And I can be YouTube, TikTok famous, whatever we're on. Okay, let's get some maple syrup on here. I wanna show you guys the maple. This is luxurious maple, organic maple. Don't ever play on me like that. When you're rich and luxurious, all you do is maple. Like Miss Buttersworth, we don't know her. Who is Miss Buttersworth? Like, no girl. I saw my mom eating Miss Buttersworth the other day and I was like, what are you doing? You're rich and luxurious. Like, why are you eating Miss Butter Butterworth? Miss Butterworth doesn't care about us. They're not even owned by Miss Butterworth. They're charging Alec Baldwin for real? Two counts of involuntary manslaughter announced one minute ago. Oh my goodness. We just breaking news, you guys. Alec Baldwin just got charged for two counts of involuntary man. What? I'm shocked, honestly, because I thought, I mean, I've worked with Alec Baldwin before on multiple commercials and a few TV shows too. He's, I really am a huge fan of his because of 30 Rock. Um, I am shocked that this is happening because he was on set and he was giving a prop to use for the scene. And then a tragedy happened that caused in the... Wait, they both passed away? Yeah, but, the, but one of them just got injured, right? I think someone was injured, yeah. Yeah, because one, the one that, like, the, 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 the director... One person actually KO'd. Yeah, one person KO'd, so, like, two like, two counts of involuntary? That's what, it, that's what the post said. Oh, my goodness. Um, it was KHO Oh, wow. Well, we need to look I, into this I more. I didn't the whole article, but, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Poor Alec Baldwin. And the armor rack. And the what? It's actually a perfect landing. I can't even imagine. What happened? Um, and the, the armorer, the person who was responsible for... That's the person who should have been... Well, 
you know, charged. And, but he's an actor. Like, he was told what to do. He was told I was the blank in the, in the weapon and I was supposed to be for the, for the shop. And they were filming it. Hmm? Gotcha. I'll be watching him. Okay. Um, you guys have a new video of my brother-in-law and I building out a playpen for the baby. You guys want to see it. It's available on YouTube. And there's a clip of it here, too, on TikTok. But yeah, he's playing in his new playpen. It looks really sturdy. It looks like he can't get out of it, thankfully, because he'd be trying to get out. Um, but I'm in shock about this whole situation with with um, Alec Baldwin. Like, I just, I didn't think that would happen. I wonder what that, if it's like something like that, this technically has to be charged because he is the one who pulled it. But like when you're told as an actor, action, and you do the acting you're told to do, it's crazy that you can get charged for negligence on the prop side. It seems, it, honestly, let me be real with y'all. This whole case with Alec Baldwin feels like a setup. It's the way that the, the way the media has been covering it. It feels like somebody set him up in a way. Um, now, there's something that I don't agree with when it comes to Alec Baldwin's po political beliefs and things that he has done in the past. Um, but none of those things really, you know, have anything to do with this particular case. But I do love him as a person because I love that character on 30 Rock and I love him. And he was a really nice person. He, we talked for hours when we were on set. We did a we did a chase, like a bank commercial together. We did like, he was like guest star on some TV shows I was on. Um, he was just very nice. I was surprised how like kind he was because I was a fan of his already at that point. But I didn't act like I was a fan. I just like talked with him and we just chatted like normal. But I was just, it was nice to like be around somebody who was like just so down to earth. And it's a nice person. So I was like, I'm really sad for him and his family. Cause I know he didn't, like nobody wants to do that to somebody. Like this was, that was his friend. The person who got KO'd was his friend. And so I just, I don't know, I feel like this is really a sad situation to be charged for something for that you would never want to do to your own friend. Thank you, VVS2999999 for the follow. What's up, Alice Lives Matter? Thank you, Alice Lives Matter, for being here today. Um, Corel Ushal, thank you for following. Um, mm, we're at 1.1 thousand likes. Mm -mm -mm. Amazing. These pumpkin pancakes are very tasty, and they're from scratch. They're not from Bisquick. No Bisquick. Plant-based vegan pancakes from scratch. Love. Um, oh, I'm so sad. I need to, I need to look more. I, I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't know enough about the case as far as, like, what has happened today. Like, I've been following it, but I don't know enough about what this new verdict is. All I know is that from my, my experience with Alec Baldwin, he's been a very kind person, very professional, very funny. Um, I don't think he would ever do this kind of thing um, intentionally. So, I mean, for the person who gave him the prop weapon should be in jail. Because how, how could you let this happen? They're supposed to 
you know, un like uncharge it in the air first before they even give it to the actor. I really am telling you, I think he got set up. I, it just seems like a classic setup situation. I really feel that way. And as I look deeper into it, it's the way it all unfolded, the way he was in panic afterwards, and the media instantly turned against him. Mm. Mm -hmm. Perry, do you think he deserves this charge? Why are you you're going up? Hmm? You said no? My sister said no, too. Exactly. The person who owned the props. Yep. You're right. Totally. Like, what if you're on set and they say, okay, after you say this line, press this button, and then the scene will end. And then you press the button, and then the whole set explodes. Is that your fault now because you pressed the button? They told you to do. They said this is what you. This is your scene. You're thinking it's a prop button. You're thinking it's not connected to anything. But they tell you to press it. So th would that be something that like, oh, this person is the reason why the whole thing exploded? Like that is not fair. It's not fair. Poor Alec. Um, even though I did not like his portrayal of the Trumpster, um, I didn't like how he portrayed him on SNL. I thought it was very lazy in my opinion um i still think he's an amazing person and actor um so sad they give it two thousand likes you guys and i spent so much of my life on these movie sets and tv show sets and to think with all the people around, there's so much so much production that goes behind every movie, every commercial. There's hundreds of people behind the scenes. Millions of dollars being put into everything that gets videoed. And for the actor to be the one that goes down, instead of all the people who are supposed to be checking, balancing every action that happens on this movie set, I just, I don't know. But I need, I need to stop. I need to like calm down because I, I need to read it first so I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to stop there, but... The fact that we even are still talking about this, and there's, I'm sure there's behind the scenes video of this happening, because they usually have BTS. There's usually behind the scenes footage, and people like on their phones, or like, there's people filming around. And, I mean, even the video footage that they were recording at that moment, when the incident happened, like that shit, I'm sure they can see what went down. Because the reason that she got KO'd, the director of photography, it's because she was filming. She was recording the scene. So what does that recording show that would create any kind of prob probable doubt or something? Like, what What did it show? Mm -hmm. And they're on location, too. Not, not like they were on some, like, movie set. Goodness. Thank you, Corel, for the follow. Yeah. 
I was not expecting to talk about this at all today. But, I mean, I guess why not? This is happening. Bro, I'll stop there on that particular situation. I wish my people were on live. My subscribers. Where are my subscribers at? If you guys want to chat with me, make sure you subscribe to Rock Mercury TikTok. And you can chat with me on all the lives. These are only subscriber-only chats. Um, Dispo Farms, thank you for the follow. Appreciate it. But yeah, if you guys follow me, I, I mean, subscribe, I will talk about whatever you want to talk about. I love listening to my subscribers and letting them pick some of the topics that we just chat about over on live. I appreciate all the feedback. Um, 2.4 thousand likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today for me is a cleaning day. I have a lot of laundry to do. I have a lot of uploading to do. I don't know even know why I'm going live right now because I have other uploads to put up, <laughs> but I'm going to get it all done today. Um, do my best to clear out all my backlog stuff so that I can just start fresh every day. I really want that. I may not get all the way there today because I have so many backlog videos, but I'm gonna get as close as I can so that every day I can just get more and more clear. Like I'm, I have like a hundred videos I need to post to like Rumble and my podcast. Like I'm way behind on my podcast episodes, even though I have so many videos ready for it. It takes time to upload each one and name it and, you know, but it's all in the folder ready to go. So I know some people only listen to me on podcast and I get that because they're driving or whatever or they're at work or something and they love the podcast and then people are asking me like, where's, you know, well, I still post. So they're not saying like, where's the podcast? They're just like, they know that it's behind. They can tell by what I'm talking about that it's behind by the subjects. So I'm, I'm trying to be up to date so every day is a new podcast from that same day. That is the goal. One of the goals. Um, yeah, what, what's our, I was listening to a podcast yesterday from Candace Owens. Again, I love, I love listening to hers. Um, and she was saying on this one, she was talking about Mm. I'm, I'm having a blank right now. It was a really good podcast, but I'm like trying to remember what yesterday's subject was. Cause I listened to like a few different podcasts yesterday, so I'm like, wait, which one was yesterday? Because I really enjoyed it. Hold on, let me think about it. Mm. I'm just, it's just my podcast. I was listening to real estate studying as well because I have to do my new test again. I'm so annoyed about, but I gotta do it. It's gonna be fine. Um, but she was discussing. Talk about the sloth already. Talk about that. We talked about oh therapy. That's what it was. Thank. Okay, it was. I knew it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it, and I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about it today. So she was talking about how she feels that therapy is um is like ruining our society in a way, and it's like demasculating men and not just men but like even women and stuff like it's like putting your weaknesses out there like that 
isn't as powerful as we are told that it is. You know, it like can make certain problems bigger than they ever were. By exacerbating, exacerbating. There's a word I'm forgetting. By basically inflaming the situation and projecting it larger than the problem was. It's like, like, why can't, like, oh, well, you did something bad. Like, you, you littered today. I, oh, um, oh, therapist, Mr. Dr. Therapist, um, I littered today and I just feel bad that I did that. Oh, wow, well, you know, it's not your fault that you littered. You felt like your childhood was littered with you know, disappointment, you feel like you had no control, so you feel like littering is the only way you can have control over, you know, what goes on with what you do. And your mother was so strict on cleaning, so you now you just want to rebel on this time. And that's what you're, that, that's, you know, that's why you're in this space. So don't feel bad, just give yourself compassion and let yourself litter um, in peace at times. And maybe you clean it up later, you know, like the therapist will just find any way to tell you that your bad behavior is somehow justified and okay, and that you're a victim of your own bad behavior. Um, and I have like I've done therapy when I was younger because I was forced into it. My like my my mom didn't know what to do with me at times, and she was like, you know what, we need to find a therapist because you are like unhinged um, when it comes to like trying to follow. Like, I didn't follow instructions. I cannot stand authority. And I couldn't stand these people telling me anything to do. Or anything. Like, I just didn't... I, I always knew what was going on. But I was just like, I could not handle social structures. Like, they're so... People are so annoying to me. Um, and so, I just... I hated it. And so, she wanted to find a therapist that could, like, help me with my trauma or whatever. And I just... I went in there. I didn't say anything to this therapist. I just, like, sat in... Um, I sat and I played with toys on the side because I was like, this is so annoying. Like, at least he has some of the toys here and a good view. So I literally just sat in there and the therapist was like, just taking the money. They're just like letting me sit there. They thought that that was part of therapy where let him do what he wants to do. He's not really talking and not really doing whatever, but he's just gonna, I was like, I don't care about anything you're saying. I know what you're trying to do. I'm sitting here playing my toys and we're looking at this beautiful view out here in Hollywood because we were in Hollywood when we did it. Um, I'm enjoying my life because I don't have to hear my mom's voice or hear, like at the time I was younger. Then I did therapy again, when um, I got a little older. I think I was like in my teens, like late teens possibly, but I think like in my late teens, I feel like I did therapy again. And then it was my whole goal then was to see if I can break the brain of my therapist, you know? Cause I knew what they were trying to do and I didn't want to be there. So I was like, let me see if I can just unravel their mind. And I did. And they were like not trying to do another session with me because I just started like prying into their life and reversing everything that they were trying to send to me right back at them. And they just felt like they, like they were seen. They felt like they were like exposed. And so they told my... They told my mom and they're like, well, he doesn't need, we don't think he needs any more sessions. Um, we think he's okay. Like they were, they were kind of scared because of what I was saying to them and how I was like putting it back on them and calling them out, that person. Um, and so I didn't never, I never really believed in therapy. I never really trusted it, but I know some people felt like they needed it and it like helped their marriage or helped their, 
their life or whatever. And if you're in a dire situation where you really are going through like a really rough time and nobody's listening to you, whatever, you have to pay somebody to listen to you, like that part alone is really challenging for me. Like I like to be on here. Like this is better than therapy for me. And I've said that many times. Like I enjoy TikTok better than therapy because at least on here, I'm not paying you guys anything. Like you guys are choosing to be here. You guys are actually paying me. I get money from this. Um, I get to talk about what I want to talk about. I get the feedback. I get honest feedback from people, especially when before I had my subscriber only on. But even with my subscribers, I love to hear my subscribers. Um, but yeah, like I like I get the feedback from my comments and stuff. Like it's, it's, this is more real. Like nobody's. Like you don't have to watch me. Like you guys are in here right now. I don't know why you guys are choosing to be here and listening to what I have to say. And it's like, helps me somehow. Like it's more, it gets out. Like I don't have to harbor on things. I can just discuss things, talk about what I feel and keep moving. Like there's a certain level of vulnerability here, but then also I'm just being more raw. Now I have to learn how to filter myself because my real raw self, I'd be cursing every other, every other word would be a curse word. That's just how I talk. But because I'm on here, I, have to, I don't curse. I try my best not to curse because it's, you know, the censors. The censors. I love cursing. And I wish I could curse every other word again. But oh well. It's just what it is. Um, so I just like would rather do this. I'd rather chat. And this is like something that can help build my, my actual dream, my actual like businesses, any, anything I want to promote, like you guys are getting to actually know me. Like you can only fake for so long. I've been going live every day, multiple times a day, most days, multiple times a day. Um, and like, you can't, I can't fake for too long. Like I'm on here for hours at a time or like at least an hour. Sometimes I do two hours. Well, at a certain point, it has to be real. And so we need to share your real self if they're really heard, that's a healing thing. But I wanted to come on here and dissect why I do anything. Why, well, why do I go live so much? It's because I felt like I'm not seen enough. Oh, well, why, why am I saying that? Why am I eating pancakes in the morning? It's because in my childhood, this brings back to my childhood and my feelings and like, you know, and I just wish I could go back to the simple time. Some things get overanalyzed to the point where you become paralyzed by emo emotion. By like, you get paralyzed by emotion at times. And I feel like you can go too far internal. I really do feel that. I feel like there's a way to go too far. People get locked in their heads. You see that a lot on TikTok. People literally get stuck in their minds and they have this whole narrative going on where they don't even know the outside world anymore. They don't know what reality is because they're just they're constantly trying to figure themselves out like as if they're a puzzle. I don't even care. I am who I am. I'm gonna learn some things. I'm, I, I have some things I'm good at, some things I'm not good at. I don't care. I'm gonna talk about what I wanna talk about each day. Like even like for a while I was thinking like, oh, well, I need to get away from talking about this kind of subject or I need to not do this and not do that. Even that's too much going internal. Like I need to turn this live on, talk about what I want to talk about, keep it moving. I don't have to go here and cry. And oh my God, life is so hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like people who are going through a lot of severe depressions and things, 
they're so consumed with every part of their life and making themselves a victim in every part of their life that they lose the joy of the present moment and what's available in that present moment for them. They literally lose it. They just, they, it's gone because they're just so focused on how heartbroken and victimized they are. Thank you, Earth, um, Earth, Earth to One for the rose. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raspberry Dream for the hand heart. I really appreciate that. Um, thank you, Utopsio, for the follow. Thank you, Earth to One for the follow. Um, thank you. Who else is up in here? Who else up in here? Thank you for liking the live, you guys. We're at 2.7 thousand likes. I see y'all. I see y'all liking. Um, and that's fun to me. Like, I don't need your likes. It's not like, oh my God, I'm going to die without the likes. Like, no, I, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for every single like and thankful for every single follow. I can't believe I even have over 100 followers now. I'm so thankful, really, like from my heart. But it's not like I need it. It's not like, oh my gosh, like, if I, without my likes, without my page, oh my God, what would I do? Like, no, I'm just grateful. I think it's really fun. I love being on here. I love connecting with people. Like, it's just, a, it's fun to me. It's enjoyable. Like, this is something that I enjoy. That's why I'm on here. Um, thank you, Goddess Jades, for the follow. And that's why I thank you guys, like, directly for the follow. You guys don't have to follow me, but you guys are following me, and I really appreciate it. So I'm going to thank you. I'm going to acknowledge you because you deserve to be acknowledged. You deserve to be acknowledged. <laughs> you do. You do. Honestly, you do. Um, and that's why I think people really like my page. Before, before I had subscribers only because I would read every single comment in the in the person's name that it came from. But um, some of y'all know the trolls got too much and it just I had to make a subscriber only for my own sanity and for the safety of my actual account. The people were getting really out there. Um, you're low two five three. Thank you for the follow. Um, well, so anyways, Candace Owens discussed Harry um what's his name Prince Harry what's their last name oh my gosh the whole I don't even know the last name of the whole like Queen Elizabeth and King Charles or whatever the guy's name is now like and Prince what's that Prince William like I don't know what are their last names they're the most famous family. I don't, really don't know the last name. The only last name I know is Meghan Markle, which is a shame. That's a shame. That's the only royal last name I know. <laughs> what, Kate Middleton? I guess that's my, okay. That's another Kate Middleton. So that's her old name, though. Like, what's her real? What's her new name? Elizabeth, what? Queen Elizabeth the third? Queen Elizabeth, whatever. Like, or what's her last name? Alexa, volume six. Alexa, what is Prince Harry's last name? Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex's last names were Wales from 2005 to 2015 and now back in Windsor. What in the world? Alexa, what is Queen Elizabeth's last name? Elizabeth II's last name was Windsor. Windsor. It's Windsor. Windsor. W-I-N-D-S-O-R. Windsor. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Why did I even bring that up? Anyway. She was talking... Candace Owens was talking about how Prince Harry Windsor... Um, does, like... Was showing all of this 
like stuff about therapy. It was like he was like sitting with his eyes closed and breathing in and darting his eyes from side to side like this. I can't do it. Like if you see my eyes going side to side, you have to close your eyes though. Like he was doing that and he was like breathing. And it was like, this is what a therapist told him to do. And he was doing this. He was like. And she was saying that him showing this part of himself and showing this therapy part makes him um, come off as a weaker individual. You know, like you don't see the strength. Like part of the attractiveness of men is that they don't show their emotions just out there like that. Like that's what she was saying in the, in the, in the podcast. And I thought, and first it's like, oh, how dare she say that? Like men need to show their emotions, da, da, da. But it's like, that's actually kind of true like if you're when i think of like a real hot like god like am i really thinking about oh he's so emotional he's just sharing his emotions every day and he's just out he's just like crying and he's just so like no i want like that strong guy that's like oh, like oh i'll beat that guy up for you like ah, oh, like let me go build a house for you like ah, oh, you know like that's that's hot to me like i don't need him being like oh my gosh i woke up and you weren't in bed anymore oh i'm so sad oh my gosh like what happened you're in here making pancakes without me oh. like that would make me so i don't care how hot he is i'd be like oh my gosh like i have to i can't deal with this <laughs> i can't i can't do it like it 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 would just be tragic um, and I understood where she was coming from with that. It's like, no, you do want, like part of masculinity is being able to let some of those emotions burn within you so that you can be strong. Like, like even, even animals, animals aren't out there. Like, like even, even the deer, deer are some of the most preyed on animals in the wild. And they're not out there just like, oh my gosh, I'm Bambi. And you know, my mama just got, you know, turned into deer sausage and, I'm just so sad. I'm just gonna sit here in the meadow and just cry because I'm just so sad. Like, oh, Bambi. No, Bambi's like, you know what? Mama got murked out here. Let me go and Bambi myself out here. Let me get some friends. Let me get a crew together. Let me call Thumper. Let me call the owl. What other people? Didn't he have other friends? Didn't, I think Bambi had all kinds of friends. Whatever. Bambi's out there still living their life. Bambi's like, no, I gotta keep going. I gotta like, I gotta be moving because otherwise I'm gonna get murked too. Um, and so, like, even the animals don't sit and be depressed. Otherwise, they're going to be the next prey to anything. Like, they're going to be that an alligator food or any or turtle food at that point. Because snapping turtles are dangerous. So, <laughs> they could be anything. Um, so, they, they have to keep moving. They don't just stay, stick there like we. And I feel like there's a beauty to being resilient. Like, of course, we all know that we're human. We're going to feel certain things. It's not about that. It's about the outward showing of certain emotions like we don't need to show all of it you know we don't need to just be so emotional that it takes us down from being able to um properly be in society like properly like protect ourselves in society because also people who are showing emotions like that all the time they are the ones who will get preyed on i gotta say they're let's say in, in the a lion's looking for food. They see a whole group of deer and one of them is a depressed one sitting there that's like, oh, poor me. Like, I know that I'm just a deer and, you know, my childhood was hard. I didn't get that many that many greens and berries when I was a child, a, ch a little deer. And I'm just so sad. I'm just going to sit here while my, while my other group fought for all likes and stuff. And then the, the lion comes in. Everybody sees the lion. They're like, oh, heck, I'm getting out of here. They start running. 
But this depressed deer is like, oh, what? it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to lay here. Like, forget that lion. I'm just going to sit here. Like, I'm sad. You know what? Maybe I will get up and start walking away slowly, sadly. Guess who's getting eaten? Guess who is getting eaten? That depressed deer. The deer, that's... That lion's going to have a field day. He's going to feed himself and the cubs. And, well, actually, the, the female lions are the ones that hunt. So the female lion's going to be eating, eating that lion all up. Eating that, um, eating that, that deer all up. From was being depressed helpful to that deer? No. Mm -mm. Um, Holly Joe says, "Why is she attacking somebody who is clearly very vulnerable right now?" Oh, Holly Joe. Holly Joe. Oh wait, hold on. Holly Joe says, "Just got here." You could have asked me that. Oh, the other oh, last name. <laughs> um, you think Harry is vulnerable? Harry Windsor, the Prince of Wales, or whatever. Not oh, like the Duke of Wales that lived in a fifty-bedroom mansion castle. You think he's vulnerable right now? I think the only thing he's vulnerable to is his parasitic wife, Meghan Markle who is a hot mess, who decided that she was going to tear the, fam the royal family apart from the inside out. And I think he's vulnerable to her and her toxicity within their marriage. That's the only thing I think he's vulnerable to, you know? You see, um, Holly Joe says, all I know is that they left London and they're going through something. They're going through Meghan Markle. <laughs> they're going through her and her toxicity. She's been toxic before she even met him. Before she even met Harry, she was out here in LA or out there in, in Los Angeles, just hitting those streets like a lady of the night. She was out there on every corner, if you know what I mean. Um, and she's, she's just toxic. It's really not a good thing. Um, and so he needs, like, she's, she kept him in the marriage by even saying like, oh, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do something to myself and the baby, like, I'm just, I'm so depressed I'm for the, because the press, the press is just treating me so badly. And she was just like making it victimizing herself. And that's why they're in the situ situation she's in. Like she, Megan is not a good person in my opinion. Um, Lilith, Lily, Lil, Lily, thank you for sharing the live. Um, Let's see, and whatever, Holly Joe says, and whatever, it's none of my business. I'm not going to judge them. Um, mm, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I don't, they, don't, they don't have to be judged. You're, you're, you're right on that for sure. Like, it's, it's not our business either, but, it, but they're making it our business by putting these books publicly out there. We wouldn't even know any of this if Harry wasn't out there putting a memoir exposing his whole family from a very one-sided one -sided direction. Like, they're not telling the full story. It seems very much like Markle has corrupt, uh, Meghan Markle has altered his head and turned him against his own family, but, and just, not justfully, not just, it's not like they, it's, it's actually making the royal family look better, to be honest, because it's seeming like Harry's just like a whiny, privileged, um, ungrateful person, and that his family, when you start seeing more of what he's talking about, you're like, mm, I don't know if that's true, like, I don't, it seems like you're bullying your own family. And I think Megan is leading all of this. And she's the one that's proofreading the book and like, yeah, like this is great. Like, let's, let's see more and more victims. America loves victims and that's true, we do. America, we love a victim. Our most famous person in the world is Kim Kardashian that we have in America. 
And she was a victim of a lot of things, you know, a victim of a tape that got out, a victim of a robbery, a victim of a, a marriage that was really toxic for her, a victim of other marriages that didn't work out, a victim of um, going through being like having OJ Simpson basically be her godfather. And she had to like deal with the drama of that. And she'd been the victim of so many things, you know, um, let's see, same same way as I wouldn't want somebody to judge me if I was throwing my life away. P.A. not Paul. P.A. not Paul. What does that mean? P.A. not Paul. I don't know what that means. P.A. not Paul. not Paul. I don't know what that means. Um, can you write that again, Holly Joe? Can you explain P.A. not Paul? I think I'm, I may be missing part of that comment. Um... But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like, you're right. Like you, if you're throwing your life away at that point, it's just, it's because they're making the public. He's making, like, this is the number one bestseller. Like, I do not see, I do not see um, Prince Harry as a victim of anything. Like, he's the number one um, bookseller right now. And he's telling a story that's just not based on truth. If anything, the victim is his family. Um, Holly Joe says he calls his father, Pa, and William, he calls Willie. <laughs> And they call him Harold. That's right, you're reading the book. That's right, Holly Joe's actually reading the actual book right now. That's right, that's right. Um, when you're finished, Holly Joe, I really wanna hear more what you, have to, what you feel about the book. Or if, you, if you're finished already, I'm, I'm interested in what you feel about the full story. Um, he calls his father, yep. That's what Holly Joe says, yep. <laughs> he calls him Willie, Pa, Pa, and Willie. Yeah, I mean, no, let me, let's, not, let's not get it wrong, I did, I used to think that Prince Harry was so, so hot. Like, oh my goodness. Like, the hottest of them. Like, I had to pick between William and Harry for sure would have been Harry. Um, but, like, all of this new stuff going on, I'm, I'm not interested. Even as a prince, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good on him. Like, it's just, it's so petty. The fact that he even brought in his brother's receding hairline, as my, like, you see, my hair is, like, not the thickest in the front. I'm trying to, it's trying to get back, but, you know, um, that hit, that hit a core. I'm like, how dare you talk about his hairline? That's so petty. For what? Like, you're saying he's saying he doesn't look like his mother anymore. Like, it's it's really um, just, it seems like a very petty attack. It's just strategized by Meghan Markle, who is so desperate for to be an A-list star when she's would never be that fully. Um, she's going to be an A-list victim, but not a star, you know? Like, what is she good at? Not acting. Um, Holly Joe says, so far, it's really, really good. Good book. Well, you must have some good writers. But basically what, what Candace Owens was saying about that book, about, about him expressing or showing what, like, he's gone through in therapy, the therapy that he's done that caused him to even write the book. She felt like that therapy was unnecessary and caused him to create like a dialogue that like have conversations that didn't even need to happen. You know, like over to over communicate things. It's like, well, like she made, she made this example of like a, a, a person that she used to live with back in the day when she was like in college or whatever, and this and this woman this woman was going to therapy a lot, and she said like oh, like she would have she would make up conversations to have with me like 
if I say, hey, can you make sure you close it? Can you make sure you close the door? I have to go out. I'm running to work. Can you, can you close the door? I'm running to work, whatever. And she leaves. And then she'll get home and the woman, and the her roommate was be like, you know, this morning when you, you know, you told me to just close the door, um, I really would have appreciated if you said, please. Um, it is, it would make me feel more heard and make me feel more valued. Like I just felt like it was like you're blaming your rushness on me. And it just made, it didn't make me feel that great to, to experience that. And it's like, are you serious? Like that would cause a more of a problem. Like that conversation would be like, like you, like you're internalizing me asking you to shut a door. And now you're making a bigger conversation. And now I have to watch even more what I say to you. Like, how can you have true communication if you're watching every single word? Which is, I guess, why some people don't like Candace Owens and things like that. Like, I'm watching MP. Um, but, like, if I, I understand, I understand why, um, why people become insufferable a lot of times when they, when they go into, when they, when they, like, obsess over therapy. And they become obsessed with going internal to their own mindset, to their own loop of self-realization. You know, I think that's dangerous to the mental health of a person. And the sad part is the people going in there for help, but they're not coming into into terms with reality a lot of times. Like it's not. I don't know. I just don't think that. Like the conversation, the, the calls I would hate to have is a friend that's going through therapy and then they call me to like express what they really feel and with this, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have stuff to do today. Like I have to work. I have like, I have to go on my walk. Like I have things I want to do. I don't want to hear about your unraveled, you know, mind of what happened to you and this. Like it's just like, what? who cares about any of this? Like that's so far in the past that you really can go over that for this long. Like it just seems it's a lot. Like, even if they're going to go through it internally, like, that's fine to go through it internally. But, like, to put that on other people when they have their own lives going on, it's a lot. It's very stressful. And I'm realizing that more and more now. Like, that's that's why I've always been adverse to therapy. And when she, when Candace Owens had this episode about therapy yesterday, it just, like, hit, it hit me. It gave me, like, more um, solidity in what I felt about the process of therapy, and I just also feel like it's not really a safe place. They pretend as if they're a safe place, but they technically legally have to report certain types of thoughts you may have, certain things you're saying, like it's all documented, and they're they have to legally report certain things. You can't really be fully free on what you're saying because certain things you're feeling could be taken a different way and end you up in a mental asylum or end you up in in you know a fifty one fifty hold just for something you may be feeling as a fleeting moment. But because it's been dissected and just exacerbated, I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, because it's been like just taken apart so much and just overanalyzed, now you're a threat to society, a threat to yourself. It's like, what? Like, that means you can't really be safe. You can't really say what you're really feeling or what you felt at a time. It's just, that's not a safe space to have to watch your words. What's the point of even going if you have to watch your words? Just talk to yourself at that point and be, you know, Okay, I can't say the word I want to say because I don't think it's gonna flat. It's gonna mess my account up. But yeah, like just like I just don't, I don't know. And like I said, I've been to therapy before. I've been to quite a few sessions, and I just 
I'm good on it. I don't believe in it. I really don't. Uh, I believe in just facing what you're feeling and like connecting to your art, connecting to your creative spirit, whatever that is for you, like whatever you love to create and what you really love to do as your passion, like focus your energy on that, not just dissecting yourself and why you feel this and why you feel that. Like just forgive yourself and keep moving. Like, hey, I felt that way. This is what I went through, whatever. Like forgive the people around you This, or handle it. If you feel somebody victimize you that badly, confront them and do what you have to do. Like it's, or I mean, I just don't know if like just talking about it in circles is going to actually help you progress past these intense emotions and experiences. Um, I don't know. But something is very sinister about this over therapies, this over psychoanalyzed society. It seems innocent at first, but it's not. Something about it is. Mm -mm. It seems very planned. And like I said, I think a big part of it is because it's documented. And they want, they want your inner thoughts documented. They want to catch somebody before they're going to be a threat in any kind of way, whether it's a physical threat or a revolutionary threat, a threat to the system, waking up. Like, they want to know. They want to know what's real truth. Like, they don't, it's, it seems like there's more, um, more surveillance. It, feels, it seems like ther therapy is like a, a branch of the surveillance um the surveillance industry or the surveillance division of the government. I don't know. I'm telling y'all, you can literally get locked up in a mental asylum for saying certain things in a therapy session against your will until that therapist decides that they want to let you out. It's true. So... I don't know. I can never see a place like that being safe. And these people be a hot mess. When you go into the therapist's life, like I told you guys, I, I, the last therapist I went to, I tried to like unravel their brain and just make them very uncomfortable like by, you know, sending, sending each question back to them in a certain way or, you know, just I'll very pick, choose very, very picky with my words I use so that I could watch them. I was like literally watching them. They knew I was watching them. Usually people don't watch them like that. They're, they're the ones that are looking at the person like, hmm, how does it make you feel? How does that tell? And I'm just looking at them dead in the eye. And I'm answering their questions and hitting the ball back in their park. And they were uncomfortable to the point where they did not want to meet again. So that shows you that there's something to hide. And I felt it. I really felt that, like, yeah, y'all, mm, this is sketchy. I see, what I see what you're trying to do. They're not used to that. So, it's just, it's very, just be careful. If you guys do end up going, just know that it's not a safe space like that. You'd have to really watch what you're going to say. Because um, the government does give them powers to report. And at that point, if you're locked up in a mental asylum, and you're like, well, I don't like this therapist, I want a different therapist now. You can't do that. 
because you're not in the right mind to make these kind of choices. Your therapist knows what's best for you. And don't you dare have good insurance. If you have decent medical insurance, they're going to keep you behind up in there. They're going to keep you up in that hold because they're going to get paid every day as you're there. And so they charge everything to that insurance company. So they're like, ooh, it seems like you're still a little crazy to us. Yeah, we did we did a meeting. Yeah, take these pills that you never even heard of and that you can't pronounce. Take these and maybe, you know, we'll, get, we'll talk about this in, a, in about a month or so and see if you're a little less crazy. It's a little less. We're gonna see. Um, can you just sign it real quick for your insurance company? Make sure we'll take a little snapshot for you too so your insurance company can have that so we, we have no problem with billing with the billing department. We wanna make sure you're okay. We wanna make sure that you're doing okay. Are you okay? Ooh, you don't seem too okay. I think you need another month in here at um, $500 a night. Um, we're gonna feed you Jello and package and a pre rehydrated meatloaf, but we're gonna charge your company as if we, as if you're at a five-star hotel and you're eating, a five-star restaurant and you're eating um, filet mignon. We're gonna charge that to your company, but we're gonna actually give you um, powdered mashed potatoes and Jello. Um, any questions? Ooh, that question's too deep right now. Your that your brain's too fragile for that. Just take these, take these pills. Take these, take these pills. Come on. Like they be raking in that money. That's why the real people who are actually unstable end up on the street because they don't have any money to keep them into the asylums. Like there's no money in it. If you don't have insurance, it's like why, why would they keep you there? So. Y'all gotta watch out. Y'all gotta be aware. Just because people think that, oh, they go through a rough time, you should get a therapist. I just, I don't agree. I think you should go deeper into your art. I think you should connect the people around you, talk to them. Even then, you can't really trust fully. But, I think the best way to fix it, in my opinion, is to go into your create your creative zone. Like, find a ways to create through it. Like, that's... Because you really can't trust anyone. You can talk to a friend, you can talk to family, and they can do the same thing. They can call 5150 on you. They can decide certain things. Like, it's just... There's no real safe ear for some people. Um, but when you're creating, I feel like that's the most healing thing you can do, in my opinion. Maybe because I'm an artist, but I feel like even if you're not an artist, we all still have that internal, like, love for creation. You know, even we're creating moments each day. We wake up and we're creating a moment. We're creating the action of getting out of bed, <laughs> if we even get out of bed. Um, but you're creating dreams. You're creating, like, you're creating, we have creation in our bloodline or in our DNA. So um, I would think that that would be more helpful for you in my personal opinion but what do I know I'm just some random tiktoker um oh yeah very good episode from Candace she also talked about how Adele at a very expensive concert where you pay thousands and thousands of dollars to even go see her 
Thank you, plant-based, plant-based queen, for the the um the roses. She talked about how like Adele will be at one of her concerts. We pay so much money. Hmm? What time is it now? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be ready after I finish. You did? Gotcha. Okay. I'll be. I'm. I'm on my last few bites. Um, she talked about how Adele would be at her very expensive concerts, talking about her personal life and her therapy, her therapy sessions, and how she would go like five times a day for a while when she was like really struggling. And the first thing I thought was like, girl, it ain't working. It ain't working. You're out here talking to these random people about your therapy right now. At your at your concert, like you don't seem that stable still. Um, you're married to a man who's very much an opportunist. You can tell from the man that she's that she's marrying or married already. I don't know if she's married him yet. Um, Adele. This man just seems like he's just doing his best. Any opportunity he can from Adele. His chicken mama Adele. <laughs> So, if you don't get up there, girl, and sing like we paid for, I want my refund. Give me my thousands of dollars back that I spent to come listen to your complaint about how being rich and famous and successful is so sad. I came here for a distraction from my sad life as a regular person. And you're a celebrity over here telling me, oh, it's so hard, you guys. All you want to be crying is the baby. Mm hmm. She sounds just like Adele. Oh, I guess. Okay, guys, I'm going to get off of here. But thank y'all so much for being here. Rock on, Mercury. I'll see you on the next live. I'll be posting this to my podcast. Thank you, thank you for 3.8 thousand likes. I appreciate all of them. Um. Peace and love, peace and love to you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I'm gonna enjoy my day. Um, but I'll, I'll probably be on later on today. I don't think I have like a lunch that's gonna be that pretty, so I'm just gonna like just go on like later on tonight. So rock on, Mercury. I gotta get the baby now. <laughs>